all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at UMMC. Joining me in the studio today, I have just one of my absolute favorites, uh, Kathy Warwick. Um, I call her the Queen of Nutrition, because she is a registered dietitian, and really she's just my compass in life in terms of nutrition, because I know if I'm saying that the same things that Kathy's saying, then I'm on the right track there. And so March is National Nutrition Month, and we planned this show several weeks in advance to, to kind of highlight National Nutrition Month, and we're going to continue to do that because life is continuing to, to go on, um, even though it is a hard time, and in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I downgrading the struggles that we are all dealing with and the really the new world that we're trying to find our place in. Um, but regardless of, of where we land, eating well is still um, important or eating as well as you can is, is still important because we want to stay healthy, right? We want to not have to go to the hospital for things unrelated to the current situation that's going on. And food plays a big role in that. And so we're going to talk about um, nutrition today. We're going to talk about how to do the best we can with what we have right now and answer your questions. I'm also happy to answer any questions that you may have about anything related to the virus and what is going on. I will always tell you the truth. And if I do not know the answer, I will tell you I do not know the answer. Um, But I will look for um, good, credible sources and post that information back out on Um, my Facebook page uh, when I find it. So with that being said, if you have questions or comments today, we would love to hear those. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org, or you can send me a message through Facebook at Healthy Habits with Josie. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Thanks um, for having me absolutely. today. I'm so glad that you um, braved the outdoor world and came <laughs> out to see us today. And so um, I kind of want to start with the the main message of National Nutrition Month because there's a new theme kind of every year. Right. And, you know, it really does. This one seems pretty fitting for what we've got going on right now. <laughs> so what's going on in the nutrition world? The theme this year for National Nutrition Month, which is actually a, a project of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that's been done every year since I've been a dietitian. That's a long, long time. <laughs> um, and it, it's this year the theme is um, Eat Right. Bite by bite. And that means basically just um, keeping yourself on track daily and thinking about what you put in your mouth (laughs) and being mindful 
um, of what you're eating and how much you're eating and just sort of incorporating good habits into your daily life. And, you know, you and I both get a little frustrated with these crazy fad diets that come and go and and people trying to drastically change what they're eating or drastically change what they're doing. And that's very difficult to do and very difficult to sustain. So, you know, it's a great idea to just like you're in your new lifestyle medicine position. What we really would like to shoot for is small habit changes that you can continue for the rest of your life to keep you healthy. Because it's it's not even necessarily about the food. It's about the mentality in which you approach eating, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if we continue to see food as good and bad and as a punishment and a reward, you know, those types of things, then we're really not building a healthy relationship with food. And we're always going to be bouncing from one kind of unsuccessful dietary pattern to another. You know, that's what I like about the, you know, bite for bite Mm -hmm. message because every, every bite matters. Right. And, but not every bite has to be Perfect. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Um, I still eat cake. Um, I still eat Girl Scout cookies. You know, now my husband did come home with five boxes of Girl Scout cookies the other day. (laughs) I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You know? And he said, well, I was trying to be supportive. I know. know? I know. And I said, you know, you can give them the money and tell them to keep the cookies, right? Like it'll be, it'll be okay. But, um, I freeze mine. Yeah. And, um, and, and I've actually in the past taken my very favorite, the chocolate mint. Oh, Um, that's your favorite. Oh, that's my favorite. And I've taken that one and put just two cookies in a snack size Ziploc bag and thrown them in the freezer Mm -hmm. so that when I pull them out, I I can remind myself to just eat two. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't want them every day, but when I do want them, I don't want to feel guilty about it. I want to enjoy it, but it's, it's all about moderation and portion control and being mindful. Yeah. We, we do a lot of eating without thinking. We do a lot of, um, kind of habitual snacking at night and things like that. And, Maybe you're bored or I'm avoiding doing income tax or, you know, <laughs> being procrastinating uh, uh, something I don't want to do. And I, I go find a snack. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not really hungry. I'm just putting off doing something I don't want to yeah. do. So so thinking if you can stop and think about that bite by bite mm-hmm. decision and make good decisions, um, not depriving yourself, not mm-hmm. feeling like you never get to have any fun, but just think about the, you know, each bite does make a difference, yeah. but um, we don't want to be obsessed with it at all either. Right. You know, I had a patient come in the other day and she said, well, I did really well, but I did have birthday cake at my grandson's birthday party. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that, <laughs> that was a memory that you've made, right? Like you will remember your grandson's birthday party and the celebration of that. That's a, in my mind, a completely different animal than just sitting on the couch and eating a whole container of Girl Scout cookies, right? You know, it's our whole bag of chips, right? Which it's, is easy to do if we're not thinking easy. about it as very, we do it. You know, I think I've probably shared on the show that Doritos are my kryptonite. You know, like <laughs> if I sit down with a whole bag of Doritos, I would eat that whole bag of Doritos just because they're very addicting and they're very like. Once you eat one, like your saliva kicks in and you want some more of those, you know, so yeah. you have to be intentional about what you're eating. But 
you know, none of us that are on, you know, this healthy train for life deprive ourselves of things that we enjoy. We just make sure we're enjoying them and not just wasting those calories. Right. And the, and the second part of the national nutrition month message is about physical activity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a dietitian, I can tell you that you can just about out eat any physical activity. We, 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 we attempt to, if you've ever been on the treadmill or been on the um, elliptical trainer at the gym and, you know, it flashes up on the little screen after my 20 minutes of hard, you know, workout, you burned 120 calories. I'm like, Oh, I can lick a cookie. (laughs) And I think to myself, so the next thing I go to snack on or to eat, I think, Lord, that's an hour on the treadmill, you know, is it worth it? Right. And, and so not, not punishing myself, but, but thinking in terms of just because I took the stairs today at the hospital, doesn't mean I can go get a honey bun for on my break and a, and a soda. And, and I did enough exercise to counterbalance. Right. So it's about balance. Yeah. And it's all about what your goals are as well. Right. So if your goals are perhaps weight loss, then that's just not the behavior pattern that's going to support that goal you know but if you just want to stay healthy it's it's a great idea to think that bite by bite what nutritional value does this particular thing have so is it a good source of vitamin c is it a good source of vitamin a is a good source of vitamin d think about the nutritional value and and that be more of what might guide your choice Mm -hmm. when you have a choice Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know i've seen a lot of little memes floating around facebook um that have shown pictures of like this is what it looks like when you eat all your uh, coronavirus snacks on the first day right (laughs) and you know while we're all looking for a bit of humor um in, in this time that that's a reality that we're not used to being bored per se to the level of boredom that that we're perceiving currently Mm -hmm. um and so eating which you mentioned earlier is often what we use to fill the void when Mm -hmm. we're bored exactly and so what i would caution folks to do is if you if you're reaching for a snack you know if you're quarantined at home for whatever reason and you're reaching for a snack just take just a couple of seconds and say Am I hungry? How hungry right am I? Right. How hungry am I? Am I just like a little bit like I could eat, but I could be fine if I didn't eat anything right now. Right. And is this what I really want to choose to put in my body at the present time? Is it is it nourishing my body? Cause and that's you know, what when is. we do talk about staying healthy through just a regular old cold and flu season, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is important to think about is that your immune system really needs your help during this time and the nutrition plays a big part in that as well mm-hmm. getting enough sleep we've, you know just kind of the overall picture your body can fight off a lot of things much better when you've got adequate nutrition adequate rest you're staying hydrated you're you're doing the things that will give your immune system every opportunity to be tough yeah. when when it's challenged absolutely so i think now's a good time for us to go ahead and take a our first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what are good things to have on hand to snack on. I know we're all looking for things that last a little bit longer than than some of the foods that we've picked in the past. So we'll be answering those questions on what should be living in our pantry in these times when we come back. 
I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at UMMC. And joining me in the studio today, I have Kathy Warwick. She is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator and all-around awesome lady. And we are talking about nutrition today. March is National Nutrition Month, and we are continuing that topic. But we're also trying to sprinkle in some nuggets of information about how to stay as healthy as possible um, during this time where we're all um, appreciably a little bit scared of things. And, you know, what I want you to remember is that being prepared is not the same as panicking. Right. (laughs) Um, And making sure that you have the things that you need is not panicking. But what is panicking is buying a bunch of things that you have no use for um, with no plan and how to use them. Or how to create a basically a balanced meal out of what you might have kind of um, purchased on a on a on a panic trip, right? So, we, yeah, we, yeah that, that's one thing that's a real challenge. I mean, if, if, if I know a lot of you remember Katrina, not having electricity and not having, you know, for a week, um, thinking about how to prepare a meal right. when when perhaps you didn't have electricity for a week. Um, I think those kinds of lessons are really helpful when we get to to a point like this where you think I don't need to just go to a restaurant maybe right Mm -hmm. now, but what do I need to keep on hand so that I can produce a a relatively healthy meal for my family? Or as you said, what are maybe some good snacks to keep on hand? What Mm -hmm. needs to be in the pantry? Yeah. And, um, so that, that's a, that's a good thing to kind of think about and plan for before you go shopping. And, and we, we tend to, (laughs) we tend to think about the buying the bag of chips and the things we might want to snack on, but keeping maybe those little fruit cups Mm. that are already portioned for you into small, you know, helpings and, um, they don't spoil, they don't need refrigeration. You can always, a jar of peanut butter is a great opportunity to get some protein and also it's, it's filling, um, little nut package packages of nuts. You think about the things you can nibble on. So, so, you know, there's a perception that perhaps canned 
things are quote unquote not as healthy. Right. And I'd like to kind of dispel that myth. Um, we know that there are plenty of folks, especially, you know, in the South and, and in underprivileged areas that perhaps need to buy canned foods for lack of refrigeration or just they're inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with canned vegetables. There's nothing wrong with canned fruit. Um, you can always pour the liquid off of canned vegetables if they're not if you're watching your sodium and they're not low sodium or no salt added you can always just pour the juice off and then season with you know your onion powder garlic powder your mrs dash your other seasonings and and canned fruit is fine a lot of folks you know with diabetes might be thinking they have to buy the ones that are packed in water and there's things in light syrup Pour the syrup. Pour it off. off. Rinse it if you have to. That's yeah, fine. but it's fine, and and so they're just as nutritious as fresh. And if you go to the store and you don't see a lot of good fresh fruit or food available, it's okay. You can go with canned and frozen and still get nutritious choices. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I have seen in the grocery store is um, that a lot of the fresh stuff is still still there, you know, <laughs> and a lot of fruits and vegetables are still there. And as as a plant eater, I'm. I'm You're doing, happy. I'm doing fine. There's lots of, <laughs> of stuff there. But we shouldn't be afraid to buy that stuff either. No. You just want to have a plan. Well, you know? and, and, you know, just like you and I talked about, we've been in healthcare a long time. I don't, I don't want to even say how long I've been in healthcare. I posted mine on Facebook the other day. I was like, I've been doing this for 16 years. Like, I've learned a few things along the way. Yes. And I'm, I'm now approaching, like, 40 years in healthcare. And she don't look it, guys. Like... <laughs> Good nutrition counts because she looks great. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, but I'm so thankful people are paying attention to washing their hands and being aware of, you know, not spreading germs. Um, so so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But I think in the same respect, you know, when you talk about fresh fruits and veggies, people may be afraid of them. But you still need to wash them just like you always do. Um and you don't have to spend the extra money on organic. Mm-hmm. Of, 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 you know, we've talked about that before. But just a good washing under yeah. running water, just like we're talking about doing with your hands, yeah. will rid the fruit or, or vegetable of, of the majority of anything that right. might be on the surface. Right. Plus, if you're going to cook it, you know, that's another advantage. Yeah. Um, so, so don't be afraid of... Um, the fresh fruits and veggies, but if perhaps you can't find what you want, don't um, shy away from the canned options mm-hmm. either. Yeah, and uh, frozen. You know, if you have the storage space in your freezer, absolutely. You know, that's exactly what I um, purchased last week. You know, not in excessive quantities because I know the grocery store is still going to be open. Right. Know? Right. Um. So. But I bought, you know, frozen blueberries and frozen raspberries and spinach. And I bought onions and peppers and potatoes that were frozen because I can make, those can be meal starters, you yeah, know. You can add anything to those. Anything to those, you know, and stocked my freezer that way. Um, you know, we do want to shop smart mm-hmm. and think about things that will last longer. Um, you know, your fresh berries don't have quite the the shelf life um that that we love so frozen are absolutely fine right now and then things like the little cups of individual cups of greek yogurt or buy the big container um but you've got that for you know add a little fruit add a little nuts to that and that's an excellent breakfast Mm -hmm. you know you don't you don't have to have um 
the same old boring breakfast every yeah. day or the same snacky things every day. You can you can be pretty creative. And I'm a big fan of dry beans and peas. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, because they're 89 cents. And, mm-hmm. you know, you really can make a great meal oh, absolutely. with absolutely. that. Get your protein, your iron, your vitamins, minerals. It's a it's a great way to, to fill a void if you don't have enough meat type protein Mm -hmm. um, you can substitute for those beans Mm -hmm. and with beans or uh, quinoa we've talked a little bit about that Um, there are a lot of other staples like pasta and brown rice and things like that that you can make as a meal starter with some onions and garlic and peppers Mm -hmm. and and then add some canned veggies if you if you need to canned or frozen so you can do a, a good rounded meal without necessarily having to break the bank or go to a lot of trouble preparing mm-hmm. uh, or cooking. Yeah, absolutely. you know, if you're not a cooker, there's a lot of frozen, um, ready to go in the microwave veggies that work really well too. Yeah, they do. So, guys, if you have a question or a comment, our lines are open. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email me at fit at NPB online. Dot org or interact with me over on the Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. Uh, Kathy and I can talk for hours and hours and hours, and we will just continue to do so until they <laughs> cut my mic off. But we would love to hear from you if you have if you're concerned about something, or you have a question about something, or where to find the best information. I'm happy to point you in that direction. Um, I did have a question that came in through um, the Facebook. Uh, a minute ago, and it was asking about supplements. Um, I've talked before on the show about if you're a plant-based eater um, like myself, are there any supplements that you need to be um, adding into your daily routine? And there there are, um, although a lot of people who are not plant eaters are also deficient in these two nutrients. One is vitamin B12, and the other one is vitamin D. Um, you know, uh, uh, vegans, we get Uh, kind of beat up a little bit like if your diet was complete you wouldn't need to add those supplements but the rate of people or the number of people with b12 deficiency and vitamin d deficiency far outpace the number of vegans so it is not a deficiency that is limited just to um, people who choose not to eat meat for whatever reason Um, but those of us who are primarily plant eaters uh, do usually take a supplement of that Um, it's nothing massive you know, I do a B12 spray and I do it like once a week, you know, and then I intentionally add foods that I know that have B12, that are B12 fortified, like uh, my soy milk has B12 in it. Um, nutritional yeast, which gives a cheesy flavor to things, has has B12 in it. And so I add those into my diet. And then vitamin D, you know, with um, with the lack of stuff to do currently <laughs> outside is not closed right? right you can be in your yard you can be in your yard now, you can walk up and down the street we're not gonna congregate and have like a block party with that but you can absolutely go for a walk um sit outside on your back porch wash your car you know different kinds of things that we typically say we don't have the time to do now 
now we've gotten a little extra time to be able to do some of those things. And you know, 15 minutes of sunshine is a great amount to be able to produce the vitamin D that your body needs. Right. Your your skin can make it. Yep. Your body can make it. The other thing about that is, um, you know, I've had skin cancer in the mm-hmm. past and I, I go outside completely covered, long sleeves, gloves, hat, all that kind of good stuff. So I do take vitamin yes. D myself. Um, because I'm a small framed white female and my mother and grandmother had osteoporosis. So, you know, just being aware of the fact that your family history is something you have to pay attention to and Mm -hmm. your needs might be greater than someone else's, but you, but you can with a variety of foods in your diet and being more adventurous with perhaps things that you might not think you like to eat, but you could try them. Um, a friend of mine thought she didn't care for Brussels sprouts, never would even taste them, but got them roasted and just thought they were wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so, so be a little bit adventurous Mm -hmm. and, and try some new things, try cooking them a little differently, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you can round out your diet with a good variety of colors and, and different foods that perhaps you might not have thought of to be a really good, um, balanced diet that will give you all the nutrition you need Mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, people still may need a supplement, but we know that you absorb the vitamins and minerals from the foods that they naturally occur in more efficiently than we do a lot of times from supplements. So the best you can do is try to get that good variety in your meals. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing the leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. For tuning in, you're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio is Kathy Warwick, and we've been talking about nutrition, honoring National Nutrition Month in all of this chaos that we've got going on right now, (laughs) trying to calm some of that chaos down a little bit and give you good information about how to eat the best that you can during this time to stay as healthy as possible. If you have a question or a comment for us, you can go on and give us a call now. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 All right, we do have a caller down in Pascagoula. We're going to go talk with Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Dr. Josie, how are you? I'm doing just fine. I hope you are as well, although I can read the comment up here, and I think maybe you're not feeling so well. I'm not doing too good, Doc. I uh, I developed uh, a cough on Friday afternoon and body aches. And uh, with everything going down, I went to my primary care physician. Okay. Well, Dr. Cooper in the Iverville said 
I called her from the parking lot because uh, the I didn't want to go into the office in case there was. Good. Uh, and so I called her from the parking lot, and she said, well, we don't have the capability to test for it. Please don't come in. So mm-hmm. she wouldn't evaluate me. So I uh, work uh, I work for the state of Mississippi in the Regional Housing Authority, and they said, don't come back to work <laughs> until you get tested. Right. So I'm in a catch-22. I uh, What Dr. Cooper said was the state is given this number, and I called the Mississippi Health Department number mm-hmm. that the doctor gave me. They said, we'll have somebody call you back. Okay. Well, later that day, Uh, A nurse, I guess, from Jackson or somewhere with the health department called me back and said um, this to, you know, do the self-quarantine thing. And so I've been on the self-quarantine thing away from everybody in my house since Friday. Still there now. Um, I have a suspicion that it's not the virus that... I was um, I work as a maintenance worker, so I was <laughs> I was spray painting mm-hmm. uh, kilts inside kitchen cabinets, and I think I might have had a leaky re- respirator, and I think this might uh, just be a case of uh, chemical pneumonia, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, the fluid in the lungs it, it feels like chemical pneumonia, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, I also my, I'm a very low-waged employee for the state of Mississippi, and um, I don't have the funds to go to someone who's not on my insurance or right. to go to. And I was wondering, have, do you know of anyone who is just doing the testing where I could just get verification whether it's I'm sick in one way or the other? Because my right. own doctor won't even me and you called your provider last week correct yeah i was there friday when i first started getting symptoms okay you may want to give them another call this week because more tests have are becoming available available. so while they may not have had the capability to test last week they may have the capability to test this week Um, so that would be my kind of first suggestion there Um, And some other states have started kind of drive-through testing where, you know, you can kind of drive through and get swabbed and those kinds of things. I have not seen a list been put out yet for Mississippi sites for that. I would imagine that it's coming. Um, But like I I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I know absolutely that's going on right now. But I am going to look into it when the show is over with. Um, And if I find a list... um, of sites in Mississippi that they're doing that in. I'll put it on my Facebook page and then I'll also send it to the folks here at MPB and they can attach it to the podcast notes so that it would be available for you to, to look at there. One thing, Doc, I don't have uh, the internet at home. Ah. Uh, I got one of those old tiny flip phones. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah, absolutely. But, and you might also, in that case, you might also call back the health department this week or that number that they gave you because if they're going to do mobile testing sites, then it they, would most likely yes, be the health they're going to be the, the, at least the gatekeeper mm-hmm. in, in knowing where those places are going to be set up so that we can start to process samples there. Um, you okay. Know, um, 
Doc? Yeah. If I am sick. Yes. How long does the virus, if it doesn't kill you, how long does it go through you? I mean, how long before I, if I am ill with it, right. how long does it last? So that is the, the $3 million question. So <laughs> with this being a new virus, there are a lot of things about it that we just don't know yet. Um, and the best information that we have currently is that it's variable dependent upon patient, right? Some folks that may have had no pre-existing conditions, been in, you know, very good health before, you know, may have mild symptoms and recover within, you know, seven to 14 days. And then there are those that are, are sicker, right? And that are going to require hospitalization and oxygen support and all those kinds of things. And they may be sicker for longer than two weeks. So, you know, it's kind of a, a situation where we're not, we're not, there's not a 100% answer where I can tell you, you know, with the common cold, you usually feel better in, you know, 10 days. Um, or the flu, you're usually better in, in two weeks. Um, I would imagine that the dry cough is going to hang around for a little while just because of the irritation to the lungs that has occurred there. Um, you know, danger signs to be on the lookout for, um, you know, uncontrolled fever, um, shortness of breath is the big one, um, chest pain that really is more chest heaviness like something is sitting on your chest and that pressure is getting worse very very late danger signs are when you start to notice discolorations around your lips like where things start to get dusky or blue all of those kinds of things are emergent situations um, and so while we want people to stay out of the ER as much as possible when it's a life-threatening situation then that is um, the time to seek emergency treatment there but you know Going back to kind of that initial question, I would call your, your regular healthcare provider again and see if they have the capability to test now. And if they don't, do they know of any areas around them that are testing? And if not, get back in contact with the health department to see if there are any mobile testing sites that are coming online. Would, would, a, would the um, ammonia vaccine shot, can, can, can you get those? It, it, Look, I am higher. I'm a smoker. I'm yeah. over 55. I'm overweight. Yeah. I got the, the bad trifecta happening on my uh, on that. I had the flu in October, nearly killed me. Mm. Then I got a flu shot in December. Got the flu again in February, but it wasn't half as bad. Mm -hmm. This is the third time I've had the flu this year. Uh, the ammonia vaccine. Uh, because I have such had such a problem with fluid in the lung mm -hmm. when I get sick mm -hmm. with the flu, uh, can I get that with being sick or not? I would probably wait until, if, especially if you're running fever. Most places are not going to give you um, a vaccine if you're running fever. Um, pneumonia vaccine, um, while it will not necessarily protect against um, COVID-19, um, pneumonia vaccines are an important part of kind of, you know, health maintenance for people that meet the criteria for that. Usually it's 65 and older or younger people who have chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease, um, if you've had, you know, a kidney transplant, you know, different things like that that are going to put you at increased risk. The pneumonia vaccine is appropriate to prevent complications from bacterial um, pneumonia. Um, 
So it could absolutely be a part of your health maintenance, but probably not while you're acutely ill. All righty, Doc. All right, Mike. I will keep you in my prayers. I hope you get to feeling better very, very soon and that you get some answers. Thank you so much for giving us a call here today, okay? Yeah, make sure they if, they, if they hear of anything about where you can go and get swabbed, drive through or anything, make sure they... Uh, put it on the air if they would absolutely i'll pass it on to to my colleagues on southern remedy thanks thank you mike bye all right let's take one last call before we go to our next break we're going to talk with john and mobile good morning john Yes, ma'am. I hope everybody's had that coffee this morning. I have had, well, I'm rationing my coffee a little bit right now, though, because I've got plenty, but it's going to be a hot mess if I don't have any coffee. But I have had, I'm fully caffeinated today. So how can we help you? This, uh, this virus, pathogen or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, once it's expelled by the host, the vector or whatever mm-hmm. they call these people mm-hmm. that carry it, mm-hmm. how long is that pathogen viable in just the atmosphere gotcha. before it? Go, goes dead is it is it one hour one day 10 days what right what's the life so it depends on the on the surface so um when we talk about viability of pathogens outside of a host it has to do with whether the surface of something is dry whether the surface is wet whether it's made out of metal whether it's plastic whether it's wood whether it's cloth and fabric so hot or cold yeah so not kind of <laughs> one um one cut and dry answer for that, but we do um, know that depending on the surface, it can live for many, many hours, um, you know, upwards of 10 to 12 hours, even longer on different surfaces. Um, so that's why the hand washing piece is so important. So when we're out and we are touching surfaces, right, think about high touch surfaces as well. And when I say high touch surface, I'm meaning things that Almost everybody is going to touch in doing something. So door handles and light switches. And um, if you're at the grocery store, the keypad, you know, that you're putting in for your your debit card or your credit card, whatever those types of things are. Um, If you're going to the doctor's office, the ink pen that you pick up to sign in. That's why if you saw me today, I had Clorox wipes in one back pocket of my blue jeans and an ink pen in the other one because I bring my own pen um, where I go. And so, you know, those are very, very high touch areas. And so we hope that um, people are sanitizing those frequently, but we also have to assume some responsibility there for us as well. So anytime we have come into contact with one of those high touch areas, that's when we want to either use an alcohol based um, hand sanitizer or good old fashioned soap and water, which wins every time to um, decrease the chance of transmitting that. And even my my mother-in-law and I had this conversation this morning. She said she's Something new about need to go to the bank, and mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, remember now they're only doing drive-through banking, but you're touching that yep. container that comes through the, the the vacuum tube. So, you know, take you some hand wipes and keep them in your car, or keep your hand sanitizer in the car right. because you're going to be putting that back in the tube." Yep, absolutely, and you know. Just just be be kind of proactive about that because if you touch one of these high-touch surface, surface areas and then you touch a mucous membrane, right? So you touch your mouth or your nose or your eyes or any of those different kinds of things, which is so much easier to do than you think. Um, it That's one of the ways that you can become infected. So we want to make sure that we're doing really, really good hand hygiene when we have to go out and touch 
things. Mm-hmm. And your computer laptop is probably one of the dirtiest yeah. places. <laughs> Cell phones as well. Cell phones and laptops. Yeah, go ahead, John. So if I'm understanding you correctly, I heard you say 10 to 12 hours. Is that a, a rule of thumb type number I can go with? I mean, that's a good jumping off point. Um, again, depends on whether it's wet, whether it's dry, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, you know, preliminary information is showing us that it doesn't like the sun, mm-hmm. you know, so things outside, it may not live as long on, but things inside, it may last a little bit longer on there. Um, if you have uh, Facebook, I'm going to be posting some, because uh, the New England Journal of Medicine and the Journal of the American Medical Association are putting out updates for us um, for medical professionals almost on a daily basis that that kind of update us on any of these types of things, you know, survival um, time on things or incubation periods and those kinds of things. And as I get new info there, I will be posting it um, to my Facebook page. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell here today with Kathy Warwick. She's a registered dietitian and we've been talking about nutrition as as well as COVID-19 or the novel coronavirus that has really changed the way we're interacting with the world uh, lately. And I'm happy to answer those questions. Uh, We are in the last few minutes of the show. So if you did not get your question in um, via call today. You're always welcome to email me at fit at mpbonline.org. Um, you can also um, interact with me over on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. I'll be pushing out um, updates as I get them because I always want you to have factual information. Facts are not fear and preparedness is not panic. We just want you to be knowledgeable and prepared for the things that we are going to weather in the coming weeks. Uh, we had a couple callers, and it looks like the they they went away. But I know what their questions are, and so I will go ahead and answer um, one of those. One says, what will happen to scheduled doctor visits? And that's an excellent question. And the answer to that is dependent upon why you're going to the doctor mm-hmm. and the individual clinic. So um, if you've not heard from your healthcare provider, it's completely okay to give them a call and ask, especially if you're high risk, right? So right. people who are on um, immunosuppressant medications, so our rheumatoid arthritis patients, um, lupus, um, cancer, Uh, have had an organ transplant, liver transplant, kidney transplant, those types of things, Um, your immune system is a little 
lower. Challenged. Right. So we want to be careful there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, congestive heart failure, all of those things are, um, you know, just put us at a little bit higher risk. Doesn't mean we may not still need to go to our doctor's visit, but it does warrant a call. Um, A lot of doctor's visits are, if they are routine, like you're not sick and you've been stable with, um, you know, your lab work and those kinds of things, and it was more a medication refill. Um, Some healthcare providers are choosing to do that by, you know, by Um, phone and mm -hmm. just refill those medications, at least for the time being there. Um, But again, that's a case by case basis. Um, Some clinics are pushing, you know, true wellness visits. You know, if you're just kind of do for an annual exam, you know, maybe not right now. Um, There are some clinics and, you know, I'm in a a communication group across the nation. And so I'm getting to see what different groups are doing across the nation. Some groups are doing um, well visits uh, in the mornings. Uh, and then sick visits in the afternoons. That way the clinic can be cleaned and disinfected in kind of overnight. And then you see just the well, especially the pediatric clinics, you know, yeah. see just the well babies that need, you know, immunizations and those kinds of things in the morning. And then the sick patients in the afternoon. So, um, you know, I get questions about elective surgeries and all those kinds of things. That's going to be a one-on-one discussion with your individual healthcare provider to see what the policy of their institution is, because um, a lot of a lot of providers are working within the context of a larger health system, um, and you know what your comfort level is in terms of those different kind of things. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah, I'm due for my annual checkup with my OBGYN this week, and I got an email saying we may just not do that right now. Um, you're not sick. You don't have an emergent right. uh, reason to be here. Let's just minimize um, people coming minimize in and out. Exposure. And, you know, that's fine. I, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. But, you know, if you do really need to see your provider, it's it's good to call and see. Yeah. And, you know, just like the, the first caller that we had, he called from his car. A lot of um, doctor's offices are doing that as well. You know, you kind of call when you get there, and then they leave you in your car until they're ready to, to room you. That way you're not sitting in the waiting room um, right. w- with folks, which is a, a smart smart way to do it. Um, In these last few minutes, I want to share a story that my mother shared with me this morning. Um, And it really just highlights the need that right now we've got to love on each other um, and support each other and be kind. So my two boys, you know, I have an 11 year old and an eight year old, and they had gone to my parents' house for spring break um, last week. So my parents live in Carrollton, Mississippi, but in the in the woods part. So there's <laughs> there's nobody around. So it's actually a perfect spot to kind of quarantine. And with um, the school closures, we have made the tough decision to leave them there because. Unfortunately, I am am high risk for contracting um, this virus or being exposed to it. My husband also works in healthcare, and so if we go down, there's nowhere for our kids to go if they've been exposed. I can't send them back home to my my parents who have med- you know medical problems, and they're just older. And they're yeah, they're just older, so they are staying there. And so my mama heart is sad because I just want to missing your babies. I just want to hold them right, but this morning. So while I am vegan, my children are not, um, and my littlest one in, in the biggest act of defiance loves bacon. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, um, and since my mother um, is a grandmother and a sucker, she makes him bacon for breakfast almost on That's a daily basis. That's what grandmamas yes. get to do, though. Yes. And this morning, she explained to the boys, because um, my older son doesn't really care for bacon that much, but he'll eat it every now and then. My mom explained to the boys that she was going to have to start cutting back on the amount of things that she prepared. Because my youngest, I swear he could eat like seven pieces of bacon if you gave it to him. Um, and so she said, you know, I'm going to, I'm only going to fix you three pieces of bacon and then I'll fix, you know, you, my oldest doesn't really like it. So I'll fix you one or two pieces. And my oldest said to my mother, Nanny, Campbell loves bacon. Give him my share. I don't need it. How sweet. Right. Yeah. And so if we all just embrace kind of that giving spirit where, I don't need this right now, but somebody else may need it. Right. And when we think about kind of the folks panicking, as you said, rather than preparing and cleaning out grocery shelves, keep in mind they're, you know, older folks that are maybe even kind of homebound at the moment. We've got some friends at church that, you know, will be grocery shopping for them so that they don't get out and that kind of thing. But remember that, you know, the the grocery store will stay open. There will be food, just um, moderate you know, amounts of things you need to purchase um, for short periods of time. But if you find somebody that needs help with grocery shopping, you know, it's certainly a kind thing to think about. Um, you know, drop the groceries on the front porch and, and get back in your car. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Thanks for listening to the Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit Podcast. If you have a question, you can email fit at mpbonline.org or leave a comment on my Facebook page, Healthy Habits with Josie. For ongoing information on staying healthy and fit, subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcasting app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.